Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I am Dave Taylor. Welcome to FM 99 to 106.9 The Fox's only wrestling podcast. Uh, today we got a special treat for you. AEW wrestler Eddie Kingston is going to join us. So here's how you can find us, uh, F99.com, 1069thefox.com, under the media tab on those websites. Also, Facebook and Twitter at ESPR99. And you can also listen to us many different ways, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Spotify. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you get notifications when we bring you new episodes. On the phone with me right now, to me, one of the best talkers in the business from AEW, Eddie Kingston. Hey, what's going on? What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Looking forward to you coming to town Wednesday, Chartway Arena for AEW Dynamite. Uh, what can we expect Wednesday night? When are you going to get involved in? I know you've had some issues lately, last couple of weeks, you know, some tag team partners and stuff. What what can we expect? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just uh, I, I had an HR meeting a couple of days ago telling me uh, I can't be beating up people in the ring when I want to. So I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, that sounds kind of like fun to watch. I mean, come, you know, it, it's after it's come on. You've already won the match, you know, right? Yeah. But you know what I mean? We're all trying to be good. We're all <laughs> trying to be professional. As they say, these are their words, not mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Is, is that causing some issues backstage? I mean, not just with HR or maybe some partners or what's, you know, there's a lot of stories coming out. What, what can you say? Like what, what is really going on? Backstage, I, there's been some. I've heard some stories, oh, and it's real. It's real. It's real simple. You have a bunch of people back there with egos. Some people believe other people don't deserve to be in AEW. Other people believe they do deserve to be in AEW. So when you have a bunch of guy, men and women, who don't know how to use their words, <laughs> things are gonna happen in the back. I, I got you. I got you. I, I'm waiting for that like loser leaves town match or something to happen. You know. No, yeah, no, no. Maybe you never know. It's um, you, you, you have um, to me as one of my favorite things to watch with AEW is is you are one of the best talkers in the business. Thank you. And um, and it's and I think part of it, and maybe you know, and I, I do have some like John Moxley questions I want to get to, um, but like. Everybody does. Everybody <laughs> has John Moxley questions. But 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 it involves you. It's not like I'm asking about John. I'm asking about you and John. But like, well, now I feel like his wife, his poor wife. I get it. <laughs> you um, you know, after the uh, the death match and everything, I thought like you kind of saved everything in, in so many ways. Uh, you were fantastic in, in that whole aftermath of that, and I thought um, that was like. What I mean, what was like after everything happened? Like, how were you feeling? You know, when when the explosion took place, if you will. <laughs> uh, I was pissed off. I was pissed off, but then you know, I knew me and John could cover it, and we just you know, like I know I pulled from real life. You know what I mean? What happened to me when I was younger? So I just decided to put that in there. I mean, it was great. I mean, the fact that, like, you were so uh, – you know, it, it just felt, I don't know, like, so connecting with that promo where you're just sitting there. Just You guys are just like, you know, he's just laying low, and you're just drinking, I don't know, bourbon or whatever you're drinking or whatever. Hennessy, baby. Hennessy. <laughs> uh, and I just love that. It's it's probably one of my favorite promos of all time in wrestling uh, just because Thank of you. how you handle that. And, and like, what – 
you know, in this day and age, I mean, there's a couple of guys in AEW um, that can talk. Uh, MJF obviously is one. You know, the great promo. Yeah, of course, of course, MJF can talk because Tony Khan gives him 20 minutes to talk every <laughs> week, so it's pretty easy. Is that but like for, for you? Like, where where did you? It's not like I mean, some some people are born with it, but like, where did you get this? You know, where did you learn? Where did you get this craft? You know, to to be this kind of guy that could talk like this and have that kind of mouth. Uh, it's definitely the Irish side of my family. <laughs> the, 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 they're all they're all males. They're all from the Bronx. They all know how to, as they used to say, shuck and jive. They're all union guys, so everybody has to talk. Be able to talk to everybody. So I just got the gift for gab, honestly, from the Irish side of my family. Is that where? Where did you like before AEW? And I, I know you kind of like you know you were in, uh, you know. TNA at one time, and you were in Shakira for for many years. Like, where, where did you like felt like you got it? Like, I mean, the, the talking part where it's like, you know, all these times where you're trying to try it, and you're like, you know what, I'm doing this now. Uh, to be honest with you, I I don't know if it, even if I have it yet because I use uh, as as you, as everyone calls it promos. I don't call them promos. I call them therapy sessions. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times it's it's my therapy. I'm letting out a lot of anger and a lot of things I can't let out now because society tells me I can't. You know what I mean? You know, getting arrested for assault is not a good thing anymore. But, you know, uh, it's mostly my therapy. It's not a promo. It's something I pull from real life, and it's probably something on my mind that day. And or that year or that week or that month or whatever or a lifetime and I just let it out. What what gets you in more trouble? Is it your mouth or is it like the backstage or in ring antics after a match? Oh, it's my big mouth. <laughs> because after the, the stuff that happens backstage or the stuff that happens in the ring, you know what I mean? You know, I'm not the quietest person after. So <laughs> my mouth gets me in, in more trouble. I just dig myself a deeper hole in my mouth. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. Um, I, now, speaking of uh, John and stuff, you've been friends with him for, you guys go back a long time. Was it the combat um, wrestling? Is that where you guys kind of met up, or was it before that, before Combat Zone? Oh, no, no. That's where we met up at. And, and how has your friendship developed over the years with him? Uh, we're just too... To be honest with you, we're the same people that we were when we first met. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's really no development. You know what I mean? We're both loyal people. We, we, You know what I mean? He's more the common one for me. You know what I mean? So I love it when he gets mad because then I can be like, finally, I can add to this friendship. Wait, wait, you, but, you, did, uh, wait you said he's the calmer one? <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, he's the common one. Think about it. Let that marinate real quick. <laughs> But uh, no, John's been the same since the first day I met him, and, and I know I'm the same. You know, just a little bit more mature sometimes. Sometimes. Did, did he um, like? Did he try when he when he was? I guess up north it would be nowadays. Um, did he try to get you to come up there, or did you have a tryout or anything? Did you have interest in going to WWE at the time, or? Uh, my only interest was making money. I didn't care uh, where it was. And I used to tell a lot of young guys on the independents, uh, don't be a marker fan for letters. Be a marker and a fan for dollar signs. So it didn't really matter where I was unless I got paid. And uh, but John would definitely try. He's a he's a 
he has his ways. You know what I mean? Like, he would hit me up once a year for, like, three years and be like, hey, I sent your tape to Regal. And I wouldn't have his number saved because he would change his number. <laughs> and every year it would be, who's this? It's Mox. Yeah, what's up, Mox? Nothing. Then the next year, hey, I sent more of your stuff to, to Regal or WWE. And then I'd be like, who is this? Oh, it's Mox. What's up? No answer again. It was like that for three years in a row. And you said the heck with that. And then AEW came along and you said, this is my home now. Yeah, yeah. AEW came along and I was like, let's go. Let's, let's get it on and popping. What is uh what has been you know and some people complain uh about they complain about everything wrestling fans are terrible yeah, sometimes that's, that's, well they're terrible and great at the same time because they're passionate you know what I mean yeah but I but a lot of times you know like myself we're extremists they don't curb their passion. It's well, like, cause, like, you know, you've been a part of different factions, and people are like, oh, everybody's in the faction. And I was thinking, like, to me, that's not a problem, because to me, it kind of helps establish certain guys who maybe, if they weren't in the faction, you kind of get lost a little bit. I don't know. Do you agree with that sentiment? Uh, I agree with whatever the boss wants to do, because he's paying me. So if he <laughs> says that he likes this, that's what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have my own. I have my own opinions, but. Uh, like my beautiful mother would say, opinions are like buttholes. Everyone has one, and they all stink. What, um, I mean, do you like, what, what do you prefer, I mean, other than getting your check signed, um, what do, I mean, do you like being in the faction, or do you like, you know, I mean, I know you've been teaming up lately, uh, but, like, what, what do you what do you like? Do you like being more of the lone wolf, or is it nice to have a, a stable of guys with you? Well, you know, and... and Eddie Kingston's me when I'm 17 years old, and when I was 17 years old, just turned up a thousand notches. When I was 17 years old, I had like, honestly, three friends, maybe two real close ones growing up. So I like to pull from reality. So yeah, if if it's people who I'm actually close with backstage and in real life, yeah, I would love to be with them on screen, you know. But there's very few people that I would do that with. <laughs> What is it like uh, when Regal showed up? Did you did you talk to him when he finally came to AEW? <laughs> By the way. Uh, I don't trust him because he's a Brian fan, and he really likes Brian and he really likes Claudio. And I don't, I don't know. You lie down with dogs, you get fleas. I look at Brian and Claudio, and like me and Claudio are cool now, but I don't trust them. Only reason why me and Claudio are cool is because Mox asked me, but I told Mox I would never be cool with Brian. Yeah, I um, I better I had some questions. Uh, so we do a podcast, uh, Eat Sleep Podcast Repeats. So we're going to feature this uh, interview on this podcast, uh, sure. ESPR. So I had a couple of uh, uh, one guy wanted to know, like, um, like who trained you and like, and what what is your training regimen? You know, throughout the years, uh, consisted of. Uh, my original trainers were uh, Mike Quackenbush and uh, Chris Hero. and then I learned a lot on the road from uh, guys like Tracy Smothers and. Uh, Mark Wolf, and I could name more and more and more people, but I'm going to forget somebody, but I'll just leave those for right now. That, there, was many, there was many people that helped me out during the years. Yeah. Well, and, those, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, see, those are some great names, uh, especially uh, Chris Hero, uh, Tracy Smothers, Russ is uh underrated guy in the business uh, for everything he oh, did yeah. in the WCW days and everything else. Uh, uh, 
I think a lot of people don't know what he did for a lot of us independent guys, including like guys like me, Brian, uh, Hero, you know what I mean, Claudio. You know, Tracy Smothers did a lot for a lot of people. Yeah, he was, um, uh, you know, I, I remember from the uh, the Young Guns days. I mean, I, I, go, I go back to wrestling a long time, man. I mean, long before you were uh, <laughs> in this <laughs> I guy. I remember the Young Guns days. <laughs> Uh, another question had, um, I guess, do you have any dream appoint, op- opponents, and are you going to f- possibly fight uh, Juan? Uh, I'm going to say the last name completely wrong. Aikimaya? Churakiyama. That's my dream match, and at some point I'm hoping for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only reason why I want it, it's not out of hatred or bitterness or anything like that. I, I want to do it to test myself because – uh, the style that I love doing and the style I love watching is, is King's Road style from all Japan in the 90s. And Akiyama learned from many of those guys like Misawa, Tawei, Kobashi, and Kawada, especially from uh, Kenta Kobashi, who I believe is the perfect wrestler. So for me to even say that I like that style or want to do that style, I have to beat somebody who's a master at that style, and, and that's uh, Jun Akiyama. Oh, I love it. How did you? How did you see you know, growing up, like in the eighties? Because you know, pre-internet, like, did you trade tapes? Did you find <laughs> yeah, tapes? How did you see this stuff? I definitely traded tapes, and they were the worst. <laughs> the tenth generation you copy. Were, you were, oh yeah, you would get it, and for the youngins, <laughs> you would put it in the VHS, and then first off, you would wait like a month or two. To get the tape, put it in, and then you got to mess with this thing, young and it's called tracking, <laughs> to make sure the the screen doesn't hop up and down, or there's nothing in the middle, like uh, and just messing with the tracking would take like like hours to get it right. But uh, I de- I definitely tape traded. Uh, ECW was uh huge for me because it got me back into wrestling. But also opened my eyes to other wrestling because I started uh, tape trading and I just got AOL back in like 98, 97, 98. And then uh, I just started buying tapes anywhere I can. Yeah, yeah. The kids they have no idea like what it was like to try to like. Oh, you hear about this match and, and try to find it because you couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> you try to find a match that happened in 1995 when when it's 1997 because you heard from everybody or you went on the message boards before Twitter. That's right, Usenet. That's where I used to. I was in college. I used to get my uh, raw results. Like what happened because I didn't have cable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You would go there, yo. <laughs> Eddie, looking forward to you. Going to be uh, Wednesday night at Chartway Arena, AW Dynamite. Uh, fantastic venue, by the way. When you guys were rolling into town last year, it was uh, off the uh, heels of the uh, pay-per-view where uh, Adam uh, Hangman Page just won the title. Uh, hopefully he's doing better. I know he, uh, he got a little banged up last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, uh, I like to tell everybody that, that that's part of our game. That's the risk that we all take every time we step in that ring. It doesn't mean it's a good thing or a bad thing. Just know that we know the risk when we get in there. Yeah, you, you, t- you take that move 100 times, and you know, and usually one out of 1,000 might get you, and uh, that was one out of 1,000 that got him there. But uh, hopefully, hopefully yep. he's doing all right. 
Hey, uh, one other thing about talking about backstage heat and everything else, which you're familiar with, uh, Athena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Athena, uh, I, I know, you know, she got a little rough. Uh, was there some issues back there? Is it a double standard, you know, against, you know, like what guys doing it and what girls doing or what, what's going on there? Because I, I love the watcher and it was a physical match, but was it too much? To be honest with you, I didn't even watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest with you, I don't pay attention to anything that doesn't happen to anybody in my crew. Gotcha. To be totally, to be totally honest with you, and I try to stay off uh, Twitter and, and all that other stuff. If you follow me on Twitter, all you know is I talk about how much I hate the Yankees right now, <laughs> well, how, yeah. much, how, how proud I am of the Giants, and how I can't wait for the Knicks to break my heart as the season goes on. And then I put up... Uh, wrestling matches I like from YouTube. That's all I do. Yeah, I, I did scroll through your Twitter a little bit because I was like, well, wait, he's from Brooklyn, so he's got to be. Is he a Yankees fan? Or, I mean, is, is it tough because there's no New York baseball right now? There should be considering how the teams played this year. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. All right, it, was right. it, was a, it was a rough night last night. Man, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> well, at least you're Giants, and, uh, and if you're a Jets fan, uh, you're doing good, so. No, no, Giants fan, Giants fan. <laughs> I, I give it up to the Jets, but, man, I've met some real, real, real not nice. I'm trying not to curse. Real not nice <laughs> Jets fans. Ah, uh, man. You know, there's something about going to see sports in New York. Uh, and I remember being on the subway one time. I was going to a Mets game because that was my first time going to the city field. And, oh. and one guy just with his uh, his son or whatever, he's like, you know where we're going? We're going to see the Mets. And he said this like five times on the gosh darn subway ride from I don't know, from Times Square, basically, all the way to City Field. I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I couldn't move yeah. cars. You know, it was packed. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised no one, no one in New York on the train, I'm surprised no one said, hey, man, shut up. <laughs> uh, they must have been Mets fans, too. Eddie, thank you so much. I know we're out of time, but it's a pleasure talking to you this morning. No, thank you, man. I had a blast, man. I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to you kicking butt before and after the bell on Wednesday. I don't care what HR says. Do what you want to do. Well, I got to care what HR says because now that, you know, I'm trying to keep my money, not lose it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Maybe, maybe Ortiz, though. You could beat him up. I mean, right, right, right. Yeah, I could definitely get Monkey to beat somebody up. See? There you go. Use him. Just tell him to do it, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Eddie, take it easy. We'll see you on Wednesday. Uh, thank you, guys. Looking forward to it. We'll see you. Bye-bye. There you go. The great Eddie Kingston of AEW is going to be in town Wednesday at Chartway Arena. And that's uh, this week's episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat. Uh, man, that was fantastic. Love the energy there. One of the best talkers in the business. Uh, there you go. Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat. You can find us at Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify. Make sure you subscribe anywhere. You can leave a review as well. Uh, ESPR 99 on Twitter and Facebook. That's ESPR 99 on Facebook and Twitter. Follow, subscribe, so you get alerts when we put up new episodes like this. You can always email us to ESPR at FM99.com and on the web, 1069thefox.com and FM99.com. I am Dave Taylor, and thanks for joining us. And as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Repeat.